What's going on, golf addicts? The Tour Junkies are back. It's the Fortinet Computer Championship. The PGA Tour 2022-2023 season is now officially begun. Okay, people? It's begun. Pat, you look lovely. You look refreshed. You've had a a three-week break here. We didn't do the Tour Championship because who cares? And then we had two weeks off after that. Three-week break, bud. Are you refreshed, rejuvenated, feeling good? I am very refreshed. Um, this is my first beer in three weeks. So, um, is that real? Are you serious? No. Okay. I'm not serious. <laughs> but I didn't know. Anyway, it's the first beer uh, live on TV or live on YouTube in uh, three weeks. Well, praise God. Praise God. Uh, as always, our DFS show is presented to you by our friends at Fantasy National. Everything research wise for betting, for DFS, for any sort of golf gambling starts and ends at Fantasy National. Go to fantasynational.com slash TJ. Save that 20% off any level membership, weekly, monthly, or annual memberships are available. And it's the one-stop shop for all the stats, all the tournament history, the recent form, the model building, the uh, the lineup building, the models, all that good stuff, okay? It's all right there at fantasynational.com slash TJ. Tell them the TJ, tell them, tell them the TJ's sent you, okay? Get that 20% off. We've been using them for like four years now. This is going on like year six. I don't know, five, six. It's one of those. It's been a while. So check them out, fantasynational.com slash TJ. Uh, Pat, it's the Fortinet. Mm-hmm. It's at Silverado. Which is, is Fortinet? Uh, is that what it is? A computer thing? Yeah, it's. Uh, I've learned today on my Monday live live first look odd show. It's a uh, cyber, some sort of cyber. You know, hence fort, like cyber security, yeah. like the fort around yeah. your cyber net, like a net of a safety net. You know, so it's they're using so it's both. They're double safe. Net. Double safe. It's, that's it's like double okay. bagging, d- double bagging, d- like double jimmies. That's mm-hmm. to make sure you don't get her pregnant. You know what I mean? That's what Fortinet mm-hmm. does, but for your computer and your internet. So you know it's good. You really do. Um, yeah, I am. I'm actually excited. We this is you know this is the week. You get the you get the you get the the first look at a few new babes. You know, first you're at a you're, you know a big big group of people's moved to the community, and that you hear that all these hot chicks are coming, and it's the first day of school, and now you get to, you get to get your look at them. You know, we got some Corn Fairy Tour graduates. PGA Tour rookies, a lot of the guys that made it through the top 25 and then the 25 in the finals, a lot of those names you've seen before, you've heard before, they earned their card back or whatever. Uh, but there's plenty, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, there's probably 20 or 30 that, you know, you've never heard of and are brand new. I've been digging into them a lot over the last couple of weeks. We've done a ton of interviews with a few of these guys. We haven't started releasing them yet, but they will start dropping this week. By the way, if you've not been paying attention because you knew that there were no golf tournaments going on, We've still been doing some good content. We've got an interview with Eric Van Ruyen, an interview with Grayson Sig that's published and up and available. Those were both very interesting. Uh, EVR was super cool. Uh, we had a lot of fun stories with him, one involving a cobra um, and a fist fight. That was fun. And then not, not the same story, not a fist fight with a cobra. And then the Grayson Sig that's deal. That's probably like a losing proposition. Yeah, I would imagine so. The, the Grayson Sig deal. Uh, was good, man. Grayson was like very candid, very open about some stuff. We talked to Liv. We talked about like some of the struggles on the PJ Tour being a rookie that I really didn't know. I didn't think about. And Grayson was pretty open about that. So 
that was a lot of fun. Be sure and listen to those and be on the lookout. We got a lot of new content coming out. So interviews, Corn Ferry Tour players, um, obviously in the heavy petting emails every week. We're going to try to keep you informed on some of the details, the things you need to know about these rookies so that you can take advantage because, you know, who's going to be like, it's, it's not possible because I don't think a Cameron Young comes around every year. But one of these guys could be a Cameron Young. You know, he could be the guy that we're talking about next year and just setting the world on fire and you're getting him, you know, you're going to get him in the fall in the 6K and low 7K and, you know, big numbers for long shot for, for outrights, big top 20 numbers. So if we have a little bit of an edge, this is a great time of year. If you stay with us, you know, I know football's going on. If you stay with us, though, I think you could really, uh, you could, you could, you could, we could get some stuff done with some of these KFT boys. Um, yeah. Other than that, Pat, I'm ready to get into it. I'm excited. Oh, you know what I forgot to do? Got to turn my cool light on. Oh. Uh, my bad. You know, we're, we're rusty. I, I thought you'd forgotten a drink. No, I got, I got a, I'm drinking a gin. Gin and soda. Mm. Gin and, uh. Gin and soda here with a lime. Oh, you know what else? Our event is next week. We've been talking about this <laughs> event for like yes. 10 months, and it's finally here next week in Pennsylvania. Those of you joining us, we're pumped to meet you. We're pumped to hang out with you. It's going to be a great time. Team DB versus Team Pat on Friday. The, uh, the Saturday scramble on, on Saturday with DraftKings scoring. Uh, we've got some great prizes. DraftKings has given away over $2,000 in prizes and, and DraftKings bucks between sa- really all on Saturday. We've got our, our podcast friends like Charles Howell, Kevin Kisner, JT Poston chipping in some goodies. That's going to be fun. Our buddy Travis Fulton's giving away some stuff. Um, it's going to be a blast. We're going to have so much fun. Mountain Valley is, uh, I, I don't know that they're ready. They think they're ready. But they 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 may not be ready for what's about. I don't to. I don't know. I just don't feel like they're ready. <laughs> I mean, praise praise the Lord for them. Yeah, know? yeah. Everybody pray for I, them. Everybody add them to your list. It's going to be a fantastic event. I cannot wait to get started. And um, you know, oh Lord, we'll Kit, see what happens. Josh the teams Kitts. have come together. There, yeah. There's there's some there's some things going on. There's some synergy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think my team has a little more synergy than yours, but that's just that's just the way I feel. Well, but um, you it, know, it doesn't matter. You can have all the synergy. You can you can hold hands and be best friends and send you know nudie pictures of each other all you want. But if you don't win uh, at Golby's Cup, then it's not going to matter. And your boy Josh Kissler is already in the chat talking about he's got something special to share tonight in the Nut Hut. That's scary because we obviously love, know Kissler. Yeah, because last the- time he shared something, he was in a thong. He, al- he almost shared everything. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see where, how that goes. But uh, we appreciate Kistler. He's a Team Pat guy. So. Te- teams are shaping up. We're starting to work through pairings. We've got walk-up songs getting ready to go. Uh, me and Pat have been putting the finishing touches on some other festivities for Saturday, the, the, the specialty cocktails and what's going on on all the holes on Saturday. It's going to be a good time. Oh, by the way, Pat, I didn't even tell you this. Friday night, there's an after party that we've reserved a room at the hotel that everybody's staying at. Oh, so, okay. You know, after the party, it's the after party. We're gonna be we're gonna be there doing that on. What Friday. do you mean a room like a like a bedroom? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Like, what, what do you mean by a room? No, a party it's room. Not, we're gonna have a party okay, room. Just, it's it's not. Speaking. No, we're not like meeting room one hundred four. Like, how and, are we gonna we gonna all meet in this room? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. This is not senior prom. Um, okay. 
no, it's going to be a good time. And then Saturday night we're partying the whole time at the at the club. So it's going to be it's going to be fantastic. Me and Pat start our road our journey on the road on Wednesday. Uh, it's going to be we're driving. This is going to be this is going to be interesting. So all I'll say yeah. is if you're not going to be there, that sucks for you. But you need to be following along on Instagram um, and probably Twitter, but mainly Instagram. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited about it. Excited to finally meet these people. You know these crazy these crazy sons of you know, that are, that are doing this thing. It's going to be weird. Uh, all right, before we get to DFS, I do want to tell everybody if you've got, uh, you know, if you want to know more about Silverado, the host course for this week, uh, the video is out and the podcast is out. You can check it out. It's 13 minutes, everything you need to know, nothing you don't about Silverado. Did all the research for you, looked at all the trends, all the features, all the stats, all that good stuff. It's all right there on the YouTube channel or uh, wherever you listen to the podcast. Is there 13 minutes or less? Everything you need to know, nothing you don't. Check it out. Pat, are you ready to talk some DraftKings, buddy? Yes. We got 156 players. We got, we, got, we got a full field event. We got four rounds. We got a cut. This is great. There's a lot of opportunity that is about to slap everybody in the face right now. And I'm excited about it because we got golf is back. I know it's football season, but let's just let's get, let's get excited. All right, top of the board. You've got Hideki. Leading it off at 10.7. Softer, softer pricing here at the top. DraftKings is coming out, you know, mm-hmm. a little soft. You got Max Homa, your defending champion, at 10.5. Corey Connors, 10.3. Sahip, 10K. You got McNeely, Pendrith, Davis, Cam Davis, and Davis Riley. Tom Hoagie, Emiliano Grillo, and, uh, and that's it for the 9K range. You got, you've obviously got the President's Cup next week. So I said all that stuff about the event. I'll also say we won't be covering the President's Cup. Uh, but you've got a couple of guys, you know, Hideki, Corey Connors, Pendrith, Cam Davis, all representing the international side up in this range. And Max Homa is the only player from the U.S. playing in this event. Um, and he's, uh, so he's obviously up here too. So just something to think about. But uh, I don't think it matters much in terms of DraftKings. But I'll say this, Pat. I, I think the I, – I, I'm probably going to avoid – Everybody at 10K or higher, with the exception of possibly Max Homa, depending on ownership. But I think I got three names written down as potentially chalky players here. And it's Max Homa, it's Taylor Pendrith, and it's Cam Davis. Those are the potentially chalky names. If for some reason Homa is not, then I would probably be down for that. But if he is, he's actually a name in this field. He's actually a name I don't mind just passing on and, and, and letting everybody else roll, and we keep rocking. I do love the price savings and the upside for Taylor Pendrith and Cam Davis. I think Cam Davis is my cash play in this range. If you're playing cash 50-50s or double ups, roll Cam Davis out there, no problem, uh, and Taylor Pendrith if you want. I mean, both of these guys, I, I talked about it in the, in the course breakdown show. To me, Cam Champ, kind of gave everybody the cheat code at Silverado. And, and when he was interviewed and asked about it when he won, he just said, like, I just kept ripping driver. I kept bombing driver, feasting on these par fives, don't care if I'm in the rough as long as I'm on the proper side of the fairway to give me the best angle into these greens. And, and I think guys like Pendrith and Cam Davis are going to feast the same way Cam Champ did. The only thing that concerns me a little bit about Pendrith is the putting um and davis isn't great on poa but he but he's a better overall putter i think um but i I love those three guys homa pendrith davis obviously i could see a little bit of chalk on all three but uh, i I think those guys are interesting 
the one name that I would consider pivoting to in this range because I'm going to get a ton of my leverage down low. When I, we start getting these Corn Ferry Tour categories and some other names in here, I, I think I'm going to have all the leverage I want in those, in those guys. So if I want to eat the chalk up here in GPPs, I think I can. Um, but Grillo is the only other name. At first, I was like, man, am I going to pay $9,200 for Emiliano Grillo? But, I mean, he's, he really played well towards the end of this year. He's obviously a past champion here, I think, back in 2015 or something. He's the last time he won. So Grillo is one I'm going to have my eye on. Uh, my fade is Corey Connors. There is no chance I am playing Corey Connors with his putting issues on POA. And, um, and just when I, I don't feel like he's been playing all, I mean, he's been all that great. It's not, it's not fantastic. Uh, and what's his record here? I mean, his records here is it's okay. 13th miscut 30th, not bad. I just, if I'm going to pay up, I'll just play Homa and I'll eat whatever for ownership percentage there is. That's it for me up here. All right. So we have a little disagreement, mm. um, which is, which I like, but I, I'll, I'll start with the agreement. I do like Davis. He was actually my cash play, um, but I like him in GPPs as well. 9,600 fan of his. Um, I do like Connors actually. I, I know the putting is terrible. You look at the putting stats. It's awful. It is awful. Um, but everything else about his game says that he should do well on this course. When you look at, you know, just the approach play, uh, you know, he's accurate off the tee. He, opportunities gained. We're going to see a lot of birdies this week. He's fourth in the field there. Um, you, you know, you're right about the putting, though. It's always bad. But I think it's bad everywhere, isn't it? I mean, Yeah, like, it's bad where everywhere. Is, where is it good? And, and you know, the history isn't terrible on this no, course. No, it's not I terrible. Mean, but, you know, you, you do want him. His best finish in the last five years is T13. You want him to finish better than that at 10-3. At but, but still, I, I think especially if I get a little bit li- now, if I get a really, really chalky Corey Connors probably may move. I don't think you're him, going to, but, but I don't think you will. I don't, think I would you ju- like, why would you just, yeah, I, I just would. I get that. If, if you want to differentiate your lineups up top, then Corey Connors, I think is going to be your guy. Cause I don't think a lot of people are going to play him. Um, which is one way to do it. I mean, hell, I, I'm definitely of, of the mindset that most people are going to roll with who they want up here. And then, you know, it's, it does turn into kind of a crapshoot when you get into seven and six K. But if another way to do it would be to differentiate up here, that's for sure. I just would, I could not pull the trigger on Corey Connors when I could just have Homa right there. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's really kind of the way I was thinking about it with Connors was was just a little bit as a you know, hopefully being a differentiator. Um, he is. Um, I mean, he, you said he's not playing great, but I mean. Other than the tour championship where he's 26 out of 30, he was T5 at the BMW, top 30 at the FedEx St. Jude, top 25 at the Wyndham. So it's, it's been a little better. Um, we know Connors is, is just a guy that was that fifth. Was that fifth place like a co- total backdoor? I don't remember him being in the conversation I'm, at all at the BMW. I could be wrong. Yeah. We all know my memory's terrible, but I just don't. I, I saw that fifth place earlier today and I was like, what? I don't even remember. I don't remember that at all. That's like a well, we Matt pulled around up top five. Somebody in the chat tell us what he did on the weekend. How about that? Um, who else do I got here? Um, I like Tom Hoagie at ninety three hundred. I think he's also going to be low. I think this is a good yeah, course. Hoagie's going to be low. He's a guy nobody ever wants to wants to play, but this is a good fit for him. Um, has played well recent. You know, here in the past, he's made the cut four out of the last five times. Has a top twenty finish in, back in twenty nineteen. 
top 30 in 2021. Um, you know, he was, he ended up, and that, that was another one. You talk about the, you know, Connor's fifth place finish at the BMW. I didn't even know he kind of snuck into the top 10 at the, at the tour championship, but he did. And then had a top five back at the 3M, obviously had a win this year. I think Hoagie's a good play at 9,300, and I think he's definitely going to be loaned. I think more people are going to go up to Davis Rally or down to uh, Grillo at, at 9,200. So Hoagie, I feel like for a GPP play, could be a good low-owned high-end guy this week. Who's your fade? Fade is Mav McNeely. Yeah. He sucked lately, man. He has. Like, I and know I mean, was- part of me wanted to do it because I'm like, all right, we're back on the West Coast, Mav. Let's do it. But the ball striking was not great towards the end of the year. It was not great. Now, mm-hmm. he, you know, he, he choked this event away. I think I had him on the card last year. He choked it away to Max on the back nine um, to finish runner-up here. But I don't – I'm not interested. I'd much rather have Pendrith or Davis. Um, I mean, I guess – I mean, about the only thing that stands out to you, if you're looking at Fantasy National, to me, is his putting Don't stats. tell me what stands out to me. <laughs> Sorry. To me, is his putting stats on Poa. He's fourth in the field. And that's so I'm just looking at the last hundred rounds. Um or Yeah, he's gonna you know, he's comfy on Poa. Yeah, and he's top ten in birdie or but he may he can make some birdies, but I just I don't see anything about his game recently. Um Listen, that tells me. I mean, honestly, and we should have said this in the in the beginning, at the end of the day, like this is one of those events, it's a lot like in January, when we come to January after the long layoff. Like for a lot of these guys most of these guys did not play in the tour championship. A lot of them played in the BMW FedEx Cup, but most of them didn't play in the tour championship. So you're talking of they, they've had three weeks off. You know, they've kind of had their mm-hmm. this is their mini vacation. A lot of things can change. I mean, you could you you could have found it, you know, like if your irons have sucked, like Max Matt McNeely's irons have sucked, he could have found something. Some of these guys are are making changes. Some of these guys just needed a damn break. I mean, there's names we're about to get to here real soon that played like 11 tournaments. I just talked to Henrik Norlander the other day on the range at Champions. Like, dude, I played 10 events in a row. Like, I, I wanted to just lay it down and die. So, you know, some of these guys are going to come back rested. They're going to come back, you know, it's hard to, I mean, I know we're talking about some how they ended the season, and I think it's worth looking at. But this is one of those events where, man, honestly, you know, this is a this is a place to, when you pivot, pivot when I pivot. Because you just <laughs> like there's chalk is like you know what I mean. Like we're all there's a, an element, a lot of variability here, like variance in terms of how these guys are actually going to hit it. You know, like even Max Homa, like Max Homa hit played great at the Tour Championship. What did he do the, la- the next two weeks? You know, did he just dick around and now he's going to come out and he's you know he's here to knock the rust off a little bit? And I know it's only two weeks, but you know there, there's some. This is not. A, this is definitely not a week to eat a lot of chalk. You can always have a little nibble. Do you think you could make this this uh, statement? Like, especially for the new guys that are here that are coming off. You know, they're the top twenty five on the corn ferry, or whatever. Um, or your younger guys on tour, they're coming to Napa. Let's let's think about where we are. We're in Napa. That's a fun place to be. Good food, lots of good wine. Like even the guys have been here for several years. I mean, they. I don't know. I don't know what they care about this week. Maybe there's they're some people here because vacation. Exactly. There are guys here because yeah. their wives say, "Oh, we're, no, we're going to Napa." Yeah. 
I think I just talked. And then, to- that's why I tend to lean towards, like you're saying, kind of a lot of these younger guys. They're hungry. They know they got to get off to a great start. You know, but yeah. that now it doesn't mean I'm going to shy away from a, just a solid player like yeah. you know a Kim Davis or somebody like that. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I'm just saying there's something to be said for taking a few chances this week. You know, and especially some of these young guys that we're talking about tonight. Um, whether it's betting, whether it's on, you know, in your DFS. And I think you're right. You can you can eat some chalk up top and you're gonna find some pretty good value in that seven K range, even in the six K range. All right. Uh before we move on to the eight K range, I want to remind everybody about our friends at Front Nine Coffee. Actually just found out today that the DB's blend, my my coffee has outsold Pat's coffee by a long shot. I mean, I, I don't want to pull up the... I'm, I'm upset it's with you a people. a long shot, okay? Even orders you today. buying my coffee. It is... Now, we're getting into the colder months, too. It's it's a way better coffee, too, for the colder months. Okay? Is it? Is it? Here's, yeah. Pat, here's Pat's blend. I'll give it a little bump. I'll give it a little bump. It's a bump and run. It's the bump and run blend. Um, listen, front9coffee.com, promo code TJ10, gets you 10% off your entire order. Uh, it's fresh coffee. It's it's ground. It's roasted when after you order it. So it's not sitting there getting gassed up, you know, on the shelf like the grocery store. Don't do that stuff. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Be better than that. Okay. It's local. These people started this in Augusta. They love coffee. They love golf. It's a small business trying to get it rolling. Support them. They're good people. They're supporting us. They're supporting our event. Um, for those of you that will be at the event next week, you'll be sipping on some front nine coffee. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah. Front nine coffee.com promo code TJ 10. You don't have to buy our coffees, but you should. We, 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 they have some other delicious. Um, they do have some, some other great coffee, but here's mine though. Just in case y'all want to, it's really good. The hazelnut blend. It just, it tastes so good. Um, front nine coffee.com promo code TJ 10. Check them out. That's front the number nine coffee.com for those of you listening on the podcast uh all right ak range pat now that we got that out of the way i like this range this is when we're gonna start i'm gonna start my uh i'm gonna start the 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 corn Ferry tour graduate run here on this range uh, right here I'm probably gonna do a little bit of the same too then well I, i'm just the, uh, the first name i'll give you that i like a lot is, well, i kind of liked um oh no he's in the seven k range i i like i like Taylor Montgomery, man. Taylor Montgomery is a stud. Finished fifth in the order of merit. He's kind of a West Coast guy, Las Vegas dude. Uh, he's going to be comfy here on POA. This kid crushed. Uh, he made 13 to 16 cuts on the Corn Ferry Tour. He had nine top tens, two runner-ups. Hits it a long way. Uh, greens and reg is off the charts. Putting is off the charts. Birdie or better percentage on the Corn Ferry Tour. He was number first. That's number first is Taylor Montgomery. This kid is a stud. I think one thing to look at is the, the last couple of events of the season, last maybe two or three events of the Corn Ferry Tour Finals, I mean, those guys that were playing there, I mean, they really had like one week off. You know, they, they had a week, maybe two, and, and, and now they're here, and they're itching, and they're hungry, just like you talked about, Pat. Taylor Montgomery, to me, he finished fourth. He played in two of the three events, finished fourth and ninth in the two Corn Ferry Tour Final events he played, and he didn't have to play in all three because he had already locked it up but finished fourth and ninth. This guy has serious game. He could be possibly the Cam Young, the Will Zalatoris, the Scotty Scheffler. You know, like 
Scotty at one point, I'm not saying he's going to get the world number one like now, but I'm just saying, you know, I, I remember you and I doing media at the RSM Classic like in 2019, Scotty's, at the end of Scotty's rookie year. And, you know, mm-hmm. Scotty was a guy. Like he wasn't, he was good and everybody was kind of paying attention to him, but he was just a guy. He hadn't really done much yet. He hadn't really made a name for himself yet, but here he comes, you know, and um, his rise to the top maybe wasn't as quick as maybe a guy like Zalatoris or Cam Young in terms of like really contending in big tournaments and majors and stuff. But I mean, once he figured it out, he's, he's on the run, right? So I think Taylor Montgomery is a guy that I'm very interested to watch this season, but I'll also go ahead and jump on it now at 8,500. Uh, and then I, I like, I also like Thomas Dietrich. Now, Thomas Dietrich was a DP world tour player for a long time. Um, and now he's primarily, he's moved, he's got his full status on the PJ tour you know, there's a little discussion right now about the DP World Tour being a feeder tour to the PGA, and uh, their 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 head guy there, what's his name, Ke- Keith something, Pelly, Telly Kelly, what's the guy? What's the commissioner of the DP World Tour? Anyway, he doesn't like that. But Thomas Dietrich's decided to come over here and play with with the PGA Tour this year. Um, he just finished fifth at the BMW Championship over in the UK. Uh, dude hits it a long way. I think this could Keith suit Pelly, huh? Keith Pelly. Keith Pelly. I think you're like bouncing around. That Samsonite. Time. <laughs> I had the S though. Um, yeah. So Dietrich and Tymont for me are the plays. I mean, I think potential chalk. Let's talk about that. And by the way, uh, Dietrich would be my um, uh, Dietrich and Cash. Uh, I'm rolling Dietrich and Cash or T- Tymont. I like both of them. Um, where do you think the chalk's going to land here in the AK? I'm assuming Brendan Steele at 8,900 being a two-time champion here, although since he's won, he's done very little. Um, but I'm assuming Brendan Steele. But then after that, I kind of had, had questions because, and I'm sure you'll talk about a couple of these guys. I thought about Trey Mullinax, but then people are going to see the course history and they're going to freak out. And they're going to see the POA and they're going to freak out. Um, so I wonder if that'll kind of suppress him a little bit. And then I thought Wyndham Clark, just cause I feel like people were really wanting to play Wyndham Clark a lot at the end of last year. Maybe that continues the bomber narrative, the, I don't know, just people like Wyndham Clark. I'm not touching Wyndham Clark at 8k, but I don't know. Where else do you think it's going to land? Or do you think people are going to be on to Montgomery and Dietrich? You know, I think it's going to be spread out a little bit here. I think you'll definitely see some steel with his history, you know, two wins here. Back to back, um, so I think you're going to see some there, um, but nobody else here is really going to excite a lot of people. I mean, Dietrich, maybe Montgomery, yes, but in, and then Webb is up in here, but Webb has sucked lately. So yeah, I just I don't know if there's going to be. I thought Mullinax when I just first looked at it, but then when you look at his course history. Uh, because at the, if you look at the end of last year or whatever, last season, three weeks ago, uh, Mullinax was already getting popular in the in, in some of the you know later field events. Um, so maybe it will be Mullinax, even despite the course history. You know, I mean, there's a lot of other things to like about him. The stats look fantastic, and other than the putting. Um, but for me, my two plays were actually here at the bottom, and I do like Wyndham Clark. Um, he is number one in this field, by the way, in strokes game putting. Yeah, well, he always um, is, but he, his irons yeah. and his wedge play sucks. I know, but he makes a lot of birdies. 
Top 10 in the field and opportunities gained. Top 20 in birdie or better percentage. He can definitely hit it a long way off the tee. Um, so I do like Wyndham Clark. And then Justin Suh. I'm surprised you didn't mention him. I thought you were going to yeah, mention him. Because he, just I, won, he just won the Corn Ferry Tour. Tour. And the reason I like him is he has cut his teeth. He's gotten a lot of starts on the PGA Tour. And then he's gone back to the Corn Ferry Tour. He's, 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 and he's a young guy still. But I'm just saying, he's got a lot of experience. On both tours, really, getting a chance to play. And the fact that the way he finishes the season, he wins the Corn Ferry Tour Championship. He had 10 top 10s last season on the Corn Ferry Tour. A couple other things about him. He was number one in subpar rounds on the tour. This is Corn Ferry Tour. Number two in scoring average. Number two, number two also in birdie average per round. So the guy scores. He's playing fantastic. I just think, you know, and I think it may scare you. Well, I don't know. If you can play Montgomery in the AK range, why could you not play Suh? Yeah, I mean, you can. I, I just, for some reason, like, I I just, I, I have a hard time buying the, the Suh. I'm just kind of, ugh, on Suh. I, I, I don't, like, st- statistically, why? like, the long, the consistency wasn't there like it was for Taylor Montgomery. I, I realized that he did win. Yeah. Ten top tens. How is that not consistent? Do you have ten top tens? Yes. On on the Corn Ferry Tour? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did have ten top tens. Um, I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. It's something about him. I have a block. It is what it is. I don't know. I just don't. There's yeah. 156 I mean, I guys. I'm, I'm, I'm blocked from, from Justin Suh at the moment. But I get well, it. I, I get it. I, I understand how you feel about Clark. I get it. Clark is one of those. I do think he might could end up being popular. I feel like a lot of us people might talk about Wyndham Clark. A lot of us people? Yeah, you know. The talking heads. Yeah. Might talk about some Clark. But, um, I, you know, I like Excel a lot. I like Clark a lot. You know, I don't like. I don't like Denny McCarthy. No, I don't like Denny McCarthy either. I'm over I that. I don't want to play him at all at 8,800. Terrible. And his course history is awful. I don't know. Has he ever made a cut here? I, I don't know. But, I mean, for me, I, I'm, I'm – everybody knows that I kind of lean this way anyway. Like, I – on a course where anybody could win, and this is definitely one of those courses. This is a very average PGA Tour course where there's going to be wedges for everyone. Wedges for everyone. You get a wedge, you get a wedge, you get a wedge. Like a ton of the par fours are less than 450. All the par fives are gettable or, or wedge in. It's just so, so the long hitters and the short hitters can win. But for me, I just can't get, I, I would just prefer the bomber that can cut some corners, that can, you know, have freaking, you know, six irons into these par fives if they do it right. Like I, I want the camp champ model. And maybe that's why I, Denny McCarthy is out for me. And let me ask you this. Let's get into this conversation. Okay. Okay. I like it when you, you ask me you, questions. You talked about on the course preview. I watched it, just so you know. Thank you. Um, about the wedge play here and a lot of 75 to 100 yard shots, 100 to 125 yard shots when you're looking, you're thinking about the par fives and then also looking at the, um, Yep. Par fours, because they're not particularly long. Yep. And we like to look at strokes gained approach, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Do you know I feel where like you're setting going? me up. No, but I, I feel like you're setting you know, me up just, for some big... No, I'm not setting you up for anything. 
I'm trying to figure out if we can't use proximity stats because you can't stand them, how the hell am I supposed to tell how they hit a wedge from 75 to 100 yards or 100 to 125 yards if I can't use proximity? I'm just I'm the listener right now. Okay. And I'm trying to figure out listen. How am I supposed to figure out? Because all I know, you see the the levels are going up. Yeah. Probably from my time. All I know is on Fantasy National, I know I can look at proximity from 75 to 100 yards. I know I can look at proximity from 100 to 125 yards. And that tells me at least a little bit how close these guys are hitting it in that yardage range. What else am I supposed to look at? Okay. Uh, Listen, on a, if you want to look, if you want to take a peek at that and look at it from a long term look, I, okay. I would not put it in a model because the, the, of all the holes I've poked in proximity before, okay? All the holes, whether, you know, wh- which, one do you, which road do you want to go down? Do you want to go down why the, you know, the 126-yard the shot now ca- counts different than the 125-yard shot or whether or not he was trying, are they trying to hit it 125? Are they only trying to carry it? Or are they trying to hit it, are they, tr- are they trying to hit it 127, but they're actually just trying, you know, now the, the distance is 135, so now it's in a different bucket. Or maybe it's downwind, or maybe it's at elevation, or maybe he was aiming for the middle of the green and he pulled it a little to a left pin location and it happened to land closer to the hole than he thought, so he got away with it, but it really wasn't a great shot. Like, all of those things, all those, those are just a sum of the holes that we can poke in proximity. But if you want to look at it from a long-term level and say, like, oh, okay, uh, you know, I'm just throwing a name out there. Austin Smotherman may be better with long irons in general than he is with wedges. And I know that it's actually true because I've looked at it for Austin Smotherman. Then that's fine. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. But I just don't want to include it in a model because I think it's going to throw shit off. And yeah, strokes I mean, gain approach my- can still, strokes gain approach can still capture whether they're good wedge players. I mean, wedges are included as approach shots. Now, now, I, obviously, I you don't know whether that whether they gained all those strokes with long irons or mid irons or whatever. I mean, maybe you could look at other courses that have their par seventy twos that are seventy two hundred yards or less on Fantasy National to kind of try to capture more of those short par fours. Um, you could look at that, and that that might help tell the story a little bit better. But at least in strokes gain approach, you're comparing it to the field in terms of the wind, in terms of the conditions, in terms of those things. At least. I like that a little better than proximity. But if you want to look at it and go, mm, okay, this guy's a really perennially w- bad wedge player, then I, I'm okay with that. I, I, I can get down with that. Okay. Are we- I mean, that's all I'm a- I can ask for. That's all I can ask for. I just think, you know, that when I'm looking at, you know, when I'm trying to get more granular with my stats and I'm thinking about 75 to 100 yards, 100 to 125 yards, there's not many things out there they're going to give me those specifics. So if I feel like the guy's going to have nine shots or whatever, 10 shots around that are within 125 yards, I may want to look at it, especially if it's like smaller greens, you know? Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm, but so- I think, go ahead. I mean, you look at a guy like Ches Reavy, he's like the oh, proximity king and he's got like 18 hole in ones. So obviously he means to hit it. That like you he say, has well, eighteen hole in ones. Did you just pull that out of your butt? Who knows? No, that? look it up. It's ridiculous how many hole in ones he had. I I heard it somebody like Jordan Spieth or somebody talking about it the other day. Look it up. I don't want to look Reavy. it up. I refuse to look up anything involving Ches Reavy. Ches Reavy, 
hole in ones. In, in tournament play, I think is a lot. It's like six, probably. I can't. I don't know. It's not. It's not just a status <laughs> popping up. I just. Uh, uh, anyway, I, I, I'm not listening to anything. Shez Revy. I'm not. I am he's, surprised. He's, I'm surprised about this. First of all, this is a funny comment. Charlie said, "My son just heard Pat say eating chalk, and he said he's eating chalk. Yuck." Um, but then your boy Josh Kistler, Team Pat, believes in proximity. It, it is shocking to me that you having. Trader Marcus on your team, who's in charge of merchandise for some stuff. I cannot believe you don't have some sort of proximity shirt that that you're selling, that you're pimping, like that. and that you're wearing, and and you should have some sort of proximity. I don't know. I, I just it's really I, you, but see, you guys depend on me for these good ideas. Uh, unless maybe Marcus has a couple every now and then that he's been working on since ten months ago when we started prepping the the team event and that's why you guys are so you know that's why you guys are uniforms and custom logos and shit got done but um you know but i'll i'll, I'll keep paying marcus though I'll, I'll make sure marcus gets paid though how about that or maybe well, maybe maybe marcus gets pat needs to make sure he pays marcus may maybe well maybe we'll come up with proximity i don't know you know things mm. think anyway it, that's enough about proximity but um I don't even know why I even asked you that. I think I just asked you that because you were talking about it on the. All right. Forget this. Let's, let's go to the 7K range. I can't take this okay. anymore. Uh, speaking of 7K range, my fate is Shez Revy. That is the fate. I like Shez. Like I said, if there, is a, if there is chalk at this event, this is a easy event to fade chalk. And Shez is going to be chalk because he's gained more strokes here in the last five years than anybody else at this tournament. Oh, so he likes the course. So let's fade him. Yeah, no, he likes the court. He no, he he's got all the course history, which drives a lot of chalk. He he won that stupid Stableford deal six weeks ago or eight weeks ago or whatever it was, and he checked I, a lot of boxes on. And I'm fading him because I refuse to play dumpy chess. I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna play him. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. I don't want to profit. What off if he of took the three weeks off to be not dumpy? There's TV. zero like, chance what, he did that. There's zero what chance if he, he did said, that. you know what. I don't want to be dumpy anymore. I got three weeks off. I'm going to be non. I'm going to be non-dumpy. Ches Revy comes out like a new man. No, I don't. I'm not buying it. Um, so I'm out on him. I'm not going to do that. Like it, it just a chalky, a chalky seven K Chez seventy six hundred dollar Chez. No way. I'm not doing it. Um, hey, do you want to know what his proximity? What what he is in proximity from hundred to hundred twenty five yards? Sure. What, what is he? Number one. Cool. Number one in the field. Great. That's awesome. Well, good for him. His little short knocking self, he probably he's, he has to lay up on so many par fives, he gets more opportunities from that distance. Whereas my guys are hitting, you know, their second shot from like two ten. Shez is having to lay up on every par five, like you. I, I don't know why you're saying my guys. I, I still like the profile of the guy that you're talking about. The cheat code guy. All right. Just telling you. Tell me who you like in this range because I'll, I'll try to fill in and, and give some people a couple other little Corn Ferry Tour guys. I don't know though. There's some other, there's some, a lot of the Corn Ferry Tour guys that I like, they're sneakier in the 6K range, but I may not have a lot of those. Well, a guy that I was on near the end of last season, uh, now this, this might be a pivot off of Revy if you think he's going to be pretty chalky. 
Taylor Moore is at 7,600. I, I like Taylor Moore a lot. Yeah. Um, if you like putting, he's top 25 in the field here, there. If you like birdie or better percentage, he's number one in the field. He's top 30 in strokes gained approach. Um, plenty of distance, you know, I mean, 66 in the field. So it's, it's not like he's, he's a short knock or anything. So Taylor Moore, I really like a lot at 7,600. Um, I did mention Reavy. I do like Reavy. Um, I, I think, you know, if you think he's going to be pretty God, chalky. Can we please stop talking about Chez Reavy? I'm just saying. I, I, I mean, I can't was, even believe he I, came he up in the eighth. You're asking me for who my guys were that were written down. That's who I wrote down. The other one I like is Mark Hubbard at 7,300. He's another guy. Puts pretty well in Poana, top 25 in the field there. Um, I don't mind you know, Hubs. If I'm going to pick a short knocker, I'll go Hubbard. Third in the field in approach, definitely short off the tee. But he's top 30 in par 5 scoring, and he's top 30 in opportunities gained. Um, you look at his history here, um, played here three times. Um, first time in 2020, he was T13, missed a cut in 2021, and, and was top 20, T16 in 2022. So he's got a good course history here. Um, and, you know, he he, he kind of had a mixed season last year, but still, I, I like... Um, I like Hubbard there at 7,300. So there you go. Hmm. I didn't give you my fade, did I? No, who's your fade? I didn't really know who I wanted to fade here. I, say, I can't say Jason Day because I just think that's too easy. Um, it's not terrible. I don't know. I don't Kuchar? I don't know. But Kuchar I don't like Kuchar, year. but you know. He had a sneaky good end of the year, I think, last year. He did. And, you know, I don't want to fade Cam Champ because I feel like no, Cam Champ could I like do Cam something Champ. this week. Yep. Yeah, I like – he was actually, like, sort of like my fourth guy yep. that I was going to talk about if I needed to. I like a lot of – like, there's a handful of guys in here. I, I think um, – I like Champ. We'll see what happens with him. I, I'm not sure if he's going to be popular or not. I mean, obviously past champion, but, you know, the form overall last year was pretty rough. He did turn it up at, like, the 3M, I think it was. Um. Yeah, the 3M and the Rocket Mortgage. Uh, you know, he's in a better spot physically. He had a little injury issue. He had a little mental thing going on. He talked about right ahead of the 3M Championship. I love that here. I love that he's he's playing better. He's healthy. Um, at at a place like this that he's just absolutely torn apart before. So I, I'm I'm in on that. I'll take Cam Champ. I mean, the guy who finished first in the Corn Ferry Tour Order of Merit, Carl Juan at 7,800 is, is one that I think we should be paying attention to. Now, he might be a popular play because a lot of the, the, the DFS, the, all the touts are going to talk about him being the number one guy off the Corn Ferry Tour. He finished 14th and 5th in the two events of the finals. Uh, he's, a, he's a good player, really good player. So, I mean, he's in play. I just don't, don't think you're going to get, like, oh, sneaky play, Carl Juan. Um, Andrew Putnam right there at 77. Like, how about the end of the end of season that dude had? Like, yeah, he played his I agree. dick off. And he's got a pretty decent record here. You know, it, it's not great, but two T30s and a T36 in his last five attempts here at 7,700. I think Putnam is for sure in play. In fact, if I were going to pick a cash play here, I would roll Andrew Putnam in cash, uh, which I can't believe. I don't know that I've said that in seven years. Maybe I have. Um, I do like your Taylor Moore call. Uh, and then as we scroll down, we kind of start creeping down. I'll tell you a guy who had another good Corn Ferry Tour finals. So if he stays hot at 74, 
You got uh, what's his nickname in the Nut Hut? What's Gligic's nickname in the Nut Hut? Can't remember. Chicken wings or something. What's Marcus? Put it in the chat. What's what do yeah, we call Gligic? We call it honey mustard or something? No, not honey mustard. No, mustard is honey mustard's uh, in the field though, right? No, honey mustard's Van Royen. Oh, I thought right? it was. I don't know. Keep us straight in the chat. Uh, yeah, Gligic, Gligic finished fourth and fifth in the Corn Fairy Tour finals to uh, Garlic to, Wings. Garlic Wings, that's right. 14th here in 2021. He's interesting. Um, Smalley, I'm looking at, but he might be a little popular. Obviously, Callum Taren. I don't have to tell y'all that. We don't, have to, we don't even have to, you know, we don't even have to hesitate with Callum Taren. Here's a name for you. Like, I'm very tempted by $7,000 Harris English. Are you? How can you not? Yeah, like... Uh, He's been totally discredited because of the injury and everything else, but he didn't, like, play that bad coming out of it. Yeah, and he's I mean, had another three weeks off or four weeks off. That's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. So, I mean, his his last event before the injury was the Sony, uh, coming off of that incredible season in 2021. So he plays the Sony, then he he's off for five months. Miscut first event back. Oh well, 61st at the U.S. Open. Can't believe he did that. Uh, 19th at the Travelers. Goes over to Scotland. Finishes 42nd there. You know, finishes not great. But if you look at the ball striking numbers. From the Memorial to the Wyndham, the off the tee and the, the iron play got cons- started working towards the like average to creeping towards possibly positive in terms of strokes gain. I mean, yeah, no, like you said, another three, three weeks off. I mean, he's had four weeks. He played the Wyndham. I mean, he's had more than that. I mean, he, he last teed it up on, in August, August 7th. So, I mean, he's had a month off. And it's Harris English at 7K. Like, would you rather have Harris English at 7K or Ricky Fowler? Because oh, he's at Harris 7K English. too. Yeah. Just left his coach, John Tillery, our buddy, unfortunately. Went back to uh, uh, Butch Harmon, which may be a good thing. I mean, you know, I don't know if it can be, I don't know if it can be bad uh, for Ricky to go there. But I don't know. Harris at 7K is kind of getting me a little bit. Um, where do we think the Chalks... Where the chalk gonna be? You know, where the chalk gonna be? I think it's gonna be Reevee. I'm wondering if people are ready to play Goddard up. You know, maybe the I know Pat Mayo's not doing a DF he's not doing a DFS show, so he won't be talking up Goddard up. Um What do you think what do you think Patrick Rogers is gonna fall? I don't know. Don't talk to me about him. I'm I'm he I'm off of him for a while. I, I'm I'm just saying I think there could be some some ownership there. I gave up Rogers for Lynn. Love, love playing <laughs> You get for what fall lint? Yeah, fall lint, swing season lint, lit the lint swing season. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think maybe, but I don't think so. I was thinking. I was thinking the possible chalk, and when we say chalk, we mean chalky for their price for their range. I could see Goddard up. I could see Svensson, and I could see Callum Taren. Because I mean, Svensson was the hot thing. I mean, and Taren. He became the hot thing towards the well, end. Goddard was so chalk ended up being pretty chalk. I, I think Goddard can end up. I guess, I guess Fenson kind of went back and forth. He burned people, and then he people got off, and then people got back on, and then people got off. Um, I'm looking at the ownership track record there. I don't know. I, I think that's kind of where it's going to land. But there's a lot of there's plenty of places to pivot here in the seven k and differentiate and six k. Let's get down to the 6K and button this bad boy up. 
Um, and I guess we're not going to do our draft, or should we do our draft? I don't know. I'm not prepared to do the draft. You just want to give names for now? We can do our 6K draft later. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at something. This is where I saw it. I'm not going to tell you. Are you still trying to find freaking Shez Reedy's hole-in-one record? 23. 23 hole-in-ones. In, 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 in PGA Tour in tournament play. That's so stupid. I hate that stat. I hate that stat. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. Anyway, let's. Yeah. I don't. I'm not ready for. I could. We could do a draft, but I wasn't ready for it. I got. Um. All right. Well, Will Gordon's back, and we all know that when Will Gordon was on the tour the first time, I had a major, major addiction to to playing Will Gordon. Uh, he's one of the longest players on on tour now. Uh, he just hits it so freaking far. Played well in the finals. Um, sixty nine hundred. Will Gordon is probably going to tempt me a little bit. But uh, yeah, um, let me tell you, I'm, let me tell you who I'm really excited about, Pat. Corn Ferry Tour graduate. Let me find his uh, Corn Ferry Tour graduate, and and I've I've been given I've been passed information by his peers that quite possibly the most beautiful swing in professional golf. And and I would say, man, Davis Riley, beautiful swing on Davis Riley. Well, apparently this guy's going to give him a run for his money. He's also South Korean, which we all know we love some South Koreans. Siwoo, uh, Tom Kim, uh, Sung Jae, you know, they're, they're just so much fun. And S.H. Kim is going to be the next one. He's 23 years old. He finished 12th in the order of merit. Uh, he was a stud all year. And finished hot. Finished uh, two, played two events, eleventh and sixth in the Corn Ferry Tour Finals. Um, he's won four times internationally. The dude is the dude's just he's an absolute he's an absolute stud. He had three he had three top three finishes in his first seven starts on the Corn Ferry. Clinched his card in May. He's there in Dallas where the the South Korean contingent resides. Like Siwoo. Uh, Tom Kim is now there. They're all hanging out with KJ Choi, learning how to kick ass and take names. SH Kim is going to be a name that you will likely not be paying 6K for uh, for very long. So I would watch out for him. I like it. Okay. I, I, I like it too. Um, Joseph Bramlett at 6,800. Now, he's not a new name. We, we know we're familiar with Bramlett. He loves this golf course. Considers it a home, kind of a home field tournament for him. Uh, he bombs it. He's up there with Camp Champ level bombage. Also played well in the finals to retain his card. Finished 18th, 6th, and 23rd in the three Corn Ferry Tour season-ending events. So I think, I think Bramlett's interesting as well. Um, mm, down at the very bottom, like, I've, I don't think I've ever played this guy. Very like near near dead bottom, sixty two hundred. God dang it! Never mind. I'm not gonna play him. Should I play him? Garrick Higo, like he's a <laughs> he's a PGA Tour winner. He's done jack nothing since he's done it. But he he's actually it. like max to uh, max bet to finish top twenty that I saw like plus nine hundred. I I wrote that down too. He's um, I mean, he hits at a mile, like, and then he has these like random weeks. I mean, he, 
At the Memorial, he finished 18th. He gained 6.7 strokes with his irons. And the, the weeks before that were, like, miserable. I don't know. He just, like, pops out of nowhere. I don't know. I just saw the name, and I was like, Gary Kigo in this field at 6,200 seems, like, interesting. I don't know. Who, who else do you like in the 6K range? Well, a few guys here um, that I like. Um, now, this guy's not going to pop out at you at all, ever, stat-wise, but he's been on tour a good while. Bo Hostler, 6,900. Um, I like him. Uh, you, you love Bo Hostler. You love visors. You love visor guys. I, I'm a visor guy, yeah. I like him. 6,900. Two straight top 25 finishes on this course. Um, really an up-and-down, not a very consistent player, I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Um, so if you're looking at recent form, he did make his last two cuts, but that's about all you could say about him. But um, he he definitely had a you know had some good positive moments last year. Um, another one that I like is um, where is he? Hayden Buckley is it sixty eight hundred? Yeah. Yep, I like. Um, Hayden. Also had some good recent finishes to uh, you know top thirty at the three M and the Rocket Mortgage. Uh, made the cut, you know, into the playoffs at the FedEx St. Jude. Plots really well on uh, Pola, too, I think. Uh, he is on Pola. Yeah, top 25 in the field on Pola. Very accurate off the tee. Um, but, you know, fairly fairly long. Top 60 in the field in driving distance. Top 20 in opportunities gained. And top 25 in strokes gained approach. So I do like Hayden Buckley at 6,800. Um, Grayson Sig. Of course, we interviewed recently. Just a good, solid overall player. Um, now, I do worry about his putting for sure on POA. Yeah. always worry about us, us Southern guys on POA. The, the Sea Island Mafia, and, and as, as, I've been, as I've been interviewing these, these boys over the last couple of weeks, they, they are not fans, and I've asked them all. So in these Corn Ferry Tour interviews, uh, you guys should know. I mean, I'm asking them, and, and not that Sig's a Corn Ferry Tour guy, but I'm asking them all, questions about their game so i mean the the primary purpose of this is for us to get to know them as players and understand where they're comfortable and i'm asking all of them what surfaces they're comfortable on and stuff and none of the sea island guys like poa <laughs> literally none of them yeah so i i don't know that i asked grayson that specifically but i'm pretty sure he doesn't yeah so. um but i think sig has had some success on poa though because like didn't he have success at pebble beach and that's Poa. Could be wrong. Um, I don't remember. He didn't have much success at all until like the, near the end of the season when he was hanging on when his card was in trouble. Okay. Um, another one that I think if we're looking uh, at some Corn Fairy guys here at 60, where is he? 6,400? 6,500. Augusto Nunez. 6,500. He was best in greens and regulation on the Corn Ferry Tour last year. He was third in scoring average. Um, so, and I think he finished top ten or so on the in the final standings there. So he could be a he could be a good low end, you know, guy that's played well on the Corn Ferry Tour all year long that nobody knows who he is, um, and can score. So there you go. Okay, that's all I got. Okay, that's all we got. Listen. Um, like the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't. Comment something. You know, comment your thought. Are you are you team proximity? If we do proximity t-shirts, are you gonna wear one of those and be a dork? Um con let us know about that. And uh 
Yeah, I don't know. What else, Pat? We got anything else we need to say? Regular, regular slate of content this week. We're going to do the betting show. We've got the two emails going out this week. I, uh, I think our, you're gonna, you have to do a sommelier video because we're in Napa. So Yeah, I'm going to do a sommelier video. Sommelier video. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to talk about prize picks yet or not. I may talk about something else. Um, Sleepers videos coming out. Sleepers videos coming out on YouTube. Uh, what else? My betting card, I'm trying to figure out. Big Ball's betting card is going to get a, a slight renovation. Renovation is the wrong word, but like a, I got to figure it out. So I don't know if I'm going to start that this week or not, but I mean, I'm going to bet. I'm going to have a card out, but I just don't know if I'm going to change it up this week or not. Uh, all right, listen, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. May your screens be green for the Fortinet Computer Championship of the PGA Tour. Oh, yeah, and we got a Live, uh, live Golf betting preview coming this week from, from the young kid from G Money, Garrett Simmons, is bringing the Live Talk. I know you'll be excited about that, Pat. All right, so may your screens be green. We'll see you on the betting show. See you. Out.